This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we go out to the fan hotline right now, and we are joined by our pal from The Athletic, Mike DeFabo. Hi, Mike. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Mike, um, If you, how much money would it take for you to – live in a simulation of Mars for an entire year? Well, uh, I think it would depend. Like, do I get to bring, you know, I'm going to get married this summer. Do I get to bring my future wife with me? Let's say she can be there with you and you both get paid to do this because this is something that NASA is doing or going to do. I would say I would do it for $100,000. You would go live yeah. in a Mars simulation for $100,000 for an entire year? Yes, that's considerably more than the money that I make right now. <laughs> and um, I have a wedding to pay for, so financial concerns are at the top of my list of things that I'm worried about right now. <laughs> that would alleviate some of them. And after going through the experience of a wedding where uh-huh. you're constantly barraged by questions, surrounded by family, not able to make your own decisions – it would be kind of nice to just like live by myself for a period of time. And um, like, you know, I heard that summers are great on Mars anyway. Hmm, yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of sand for sure. I don't want to get you well, in trouble. I, I don't want to ruin your potential uh, upcoming, well not potential, but your upcoming wedding. So I won't ask you how much money it would take you to move there without your fiance, Jenna. <laughs> so we'll leave that. That's a, that's a deal breaker. That's a, it's a package deal. She has to come with me. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Mike, uh, some news, a little bit of news from the Steelers today. Mike Sullivan is hanging around a little bit more. We just spent an hour talking about a different Mike Sullivan that uh, people were wondering about his job status. But this Mike Sullivan, the uh, former Steelers quarterback, coach, slash interim co-offensive coordinator, that's a long title for somebody, uh, he is going to stick around as a senior offensive assistant. What does that mean? Well, I think that the biggest thing here is that he worked really well with the quarterbacks. And I think that the Steelers respected him as a person and felt like he was a good conduit and and one of those guys that's good at communicating with the quarterbacks. You know, you look around the league, a lot of other teams have more expansive staffs. So it makes sense to me that the Steelers bring in a younger guy to be the quarterback's coach, a guy who's played the position He'll be the guy that'll be in Kenny Pickett's ear or whoever the quarterback ultimately is. But, you know, Mike Sullivan, um, you know, I have a lot of respect for him. He went to Army Rager School, and I did a story about that. I think he did a nice job when given the opportunity to call the plays at the end of the season. 
Um, so he stays around. You you maintain some continuity and you expand your staff. To me, I think it's a, a good move all around. Is the success that they had late in the year, is that more directly tied, do you think, to what Mason Rudolph did? Or do you think Mike Sullivan had a really prominent role in them being able to figure out things offensively down the stretch? Well, just as it was impossible to isolate variables and assign blame when it came to the shortcomings with Matt Kennedy and Kenny Pickett, I think it's a similar when it comes to success, where it's hard to say how much of it was each person. I actually tend to put um, a, a lot on Mike Sullivan because you know you look at the game where they played the Cincinnati Bengals. It was the first game post Matt Canada, and you saw new wrinkles. You saw them using more three tight end sets. You saw them targeting the middle of the field more. Um, it looked like they had a plan to target the middle of the field, and then when the Cincinnati Bengals went to a single high coverage, that's when they attacked down the sideline. So it was a nice job of recognizing what you were seeing and adjusting on the fly. And then that success ultimately carried over. So, you know, I, I think that it's, I think it was both. I think it was both. And, and I think that for that reason, it does make sense to retain Mike Sullivan and, and also to enter discussions with Mason Rudolph about bringing him back to make that competition more interesting. I'm curious, Mike. I mean, oftentimes we see a coordinator you know, an offensive coordinator gets hired and the entire offensive coaching staff is brought in under him. And we have seen them bring in new pieces, um, but obviously they have retained some of what was here as well when you talk about, you know, Sullivan and, and Eddie Faulkner in particular. Um, what is it about, I guess, Faulkner and, and what is it about their offense, which as we all thought wasn't very good throughout the course of last year, that they feel like they still need some of instead of just, you know, boom, hitting a full-on refresh of everything uh, after a couple of pretty disastrous years offensively. Like, what, what what, do they like about what they saw from this offense over the last two years that they feel like, hey, we need to keep some of this around? Yeah, I agree with what you're trying to say, Josh, which is that, like, Matt Canada may have been the fall guy and may have been the most visible person, most responsible, but all of these offensive coaches were involved in right. game planning. Um, and so you're, you're right. Like it, it was not all Matt Canada's fault. And for that reason, it is fair to question bringing back some of these guys. But I think if you look at like which guys they, they decided to pick and choose to keep their jobs, you know, I know Eddie Faulkner has a great reputation. Uh, I don't think it was a coincidence that Mike Tomlin made him the, the so-called uh, interim offensive coordinator, even though really Mike Sullivan was the one doing like the, the, the play calling. So I think that it, a lot of it has to do with like, which are the guys that Mike Tomlin respects, which are the guys that Mike Tomlin felt like were doing a good job and didn't deserve to lose their job just because the head man, offensive coordinator, Matt Canada was so bad. And so, you know, I, I guess that answers your question a little bit, but yeah, there are certain pieces like, you know, I've, I've at times wondered about the offensive line coach, Pat Meyer, you know, at, at points I thought that he was fantastic. And two years ago, I was like praising him up and down for the way the offensive line improved. But then when they started last season slowly, I was like, where'd all that progress go? And it made me question it a little bit. Um, you know, so, so I think you can look position by position, but overall the key is these are position coaches that the Steelers believe in, and they felt like they shouldn't lose their job just because the offense was struggling. Mike, a name that got thrown out there today when we talk about what will certainly feel like uh, a never-ending carousel of uh, potential quarterback names to join the Steelers this year is Trey Lance, 
who is under contract with the Cowboys, would I assume have to be traded for in order to come to the Steelers. Um, is he a guy, and let's say that you could get him for, say, what Dallas gave up for him, a fourth-round pick. Is he a guy that makes sense to come in and compete uh, with Kenny Pickett, maybe push Kenny Pickett, but not necessarily come in as the certified bona fide starter like, say, a Justin Fields was uh, would? Does that make sense for a guy like Trey Lance or Trey Lance exactly? I mean, I guess everything makes sense because right now the Steelers <laughs> just have one quarterback, Kenny Pickett, and – um, I, I think that your listening audience is probably divided on how they feel about him. Yeah. Whether they feel like, you know, we need to see another year with Kenny and what he looks like without Matt Canada. Other people probably are saying, well, we've seen 24 starts from him. He hasn't yet shown considerable progress. He was a guy that when he came in, all of the, all of the scouts were saying, well, he has a higher floor but not necessarily a very high ceiling and if he's already if that floor is not a competent NFL starter then then what's his ceiling you know um so I have my doubts they're going to need to round out this room though some way and I would imagine it's a combination of you go and you get a veteran backup like let's say Ryan Tannehill or Mason Rudolph I think would make a lot of sense in that number two spot then for number three you know, the route that I would take would be a late-round quarterback who's a rookie so that then you've got a guy who is young, who has upside, who maybe surprises you, but also you didn't invest a lot. So if he only turns out to be a backup, you don't feel like you wasted that draft pick. That's personally how I would do it. But, but given the fact that Trey Lance, you know, he was highly coveted coming out of college. Um, he does not have a lot of experience, so he's still a bit of an unknown I think he also would be similar that if you invest a late round draft pick um, on him, I think that would be a similar approach to drafting a rookie that you, that you end up making third on the depth chart. So like they have to find guys, no matter where they come from. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So I think that exploring all avenues is prudent for the Steelers at this point. Talking with Mike DeFabo from The Athletic. Uh, Mike, Chad Ochocinco, or I think he's now Chad Johnson again, said that he has the NFL script in his hand and it says that Russell Wilson is going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler next year. Do you in any world see that being a possibility? Um, I do <laughs> in some world actually see that being a possibility. Um, and so here was my initial take when I heard about Russell Wilson possibly coming to Pittsburgh. Number one, I have never been a fan of this guy. I feel Same. like I feel like he's a fake person um, and Same. very cornbally. Um, but as a player, I think he's highly overrated. I think that. He was a glorified game manager that benefited tremendously from having a really effective running game and a great defense to support him. And in the postseason, I've watched where they did not feel confident putting the ball in his hands. So, you know, at this point, he's in his, what, mid-30s, late-30s. He's not the kind of guy that's going to come in and change things. But, now here's the big but, you can get him for the veteran minimum. Um, you know, because of what he's owed and because of his contract structure and because of the fact that he seems like he's unwilling to renegotiate or change things, the Denver Broncos are going to be paying virtually his entire salary. So, you know, you look at the Steelers and at different points, they've looked like a team that wants to build the best possible roster and then ask the quarterback to do just enough. And so if that's going to continue to be your approach this season – Russell Wilson could make some sense because in that instance, you know, again, you're paying him the veteran minimum. So all that money can go to outside free agents. It can go to addressing a lot of the other holes that the Steelers have. And, and then you ask Russell Wilson to basically be, again, a game manager who throws a good deep ball and doesn't turn the football over. You know, at this point, um, I would not roll anything out. You know, that's that's the way I see it. I'm not a big fan of it, but I also see an argument for it. Glorified game manager who relies on his running game and his defense kind of sounds like what they want Kenny Pickett to be, doesn't it? Yeah, that's my point is like he does a lot of what you want. Like the, the Steelers did everything, I think, in their power to put Kenny in a position where he would not have to win games himself, where they want. They drafted a running back in the first round. They drafted offensive linemen. They invested in Isaac Sayamalu. They paid all this money to the defense. Like the hope, I think, was to put him in a similar situation to Ben Roethlisberger his first couple years with a great defense, a reliable running game, and really it was like, you know, the quarterback ceiling is tied directly to the team ceiling. And if he progresses, then maybe they're a Super Bowl contender. And if he's kind of average, then at least they make the playoffs. And I think that's kind of similar to the the approach that they're taking right now. Mike, uh, Deontay Johnson, is there an extension coming for him, do you think, final year of his deal? It's kind of, I guess, snuck up on us in a way that, you know, this guy got the extension, got some pretty big money, and now here he is in the final year of that three-year deal. I would say generally uh, the return on that investment hasn't been particularly great. Uh, Would the Steelers be interested maybe in bringing him back beyond 
this coming year, or will he be playing this final year uh, with, with no future really potentially in Pittsburgh? Well, I guess it depends what kind of temper tantrum he throws, because <laughs> it seems like every time he's done that, there's been a seismic change in the organization. Like, you go back, he got in the locker room, spat at halftime with Mitch Trubisky week four of last season. Next thing you know, Mike Tomlin is pulling Mitch Trubisky and turning to Kenny Pickett. This year, uh, Deontay Johnson gets in the, the locker room spat with a, um, apparently um, Micah yeah. Fitzpatrick had to ultimately subdue him. And next thing you know, the Steelers are firing Matt Canada. So I don't know where he's going to have his next freak out. Um, but perhaps if he does it well, he can get himself a contract extension. And if he doesn't do it well, maybe he'll get himself traded out of town. Um, but like the way that I look at it is I, I think that he – I think that there have been times where he's contributed to some of the friction in the locker room, uh, as I just alluded to there. And for that reason, I think that he's just as much a trade candidate as he is a candidate for an extension. Mike, I'm, now I'm, the Trump, I, I'm curious not to cut you off, but you know, I, I've been in that locker room with you. I've been around Deontay Johnson. I always found him very perplexing because there was a definite sense of maturity about him that you know he would quite quite frequently stand up. And, and and take ownership for some things, even if it was somewhat begrudgingly, he would do it. But then he would also say things and and then obviously kind of behind the scenes in the locker room get into some issues where then you question the maturity in general. Like, who is this guy? And have the Steelers just not really been able to figure out sort of the temperature of Deontay Johnson and, and, and who he is? I mean, it's just very odd that I've always viewed him as a guy that's willing to to stand up and talk and in some aspects be a leader, but then it also, uh, you know, I, I look at him and, and I see a guy that's extremely immature and not the type of person that I would want to be a leader on my football team at all. Yeah, I honestly go back and forth because you're right. Like, there were instances where he had a pulled hamstring and he was, like, the first one to put his arm around George Pickens. And, and it looked like he was helping him work through things. I also felt like that streak or slump, I guess, that he went on of a year without scoring a touchdown humbled him a little bit, and he did seem to be more of a team-motivated, team-first kind of guy. Um, but then, you again, you hear these stories about these spats, and, and I wonder about him. So, like, I don't know. I have a good relationship with him in the locker room. I feel like he's been respectful towards me. I've shown him respect. Um, but I do wonder sometimes if maybe the offense needs to shake up and given where he's at in his contract with one year remaining, if maybe Deontay would be the right guy to move for that reason. But here's, here's the, the, the trouble. Like, we saw what happens with this offense when you don't have um, a receiver to work those underneath routes. And, yeah. and Deontay is a great route runner who gets open. If you're relying only on George Pickens and, I guess, maybe Calvin Austin, you know, you're missing a critical piece of that offense. And – and really hamstringing yourself. So if you do indeed move on from Deontay, or even if you don't sign him to an extension, that's where a slot receiver or a, a great route running receiver becomes someone that you should target uh, in the draft. And it might seem too early. Like I know a lot of people, I did a story on receivers, and a lot of people were like, what are you talking about? They've got George Pickens and Deontay. Well, it's never too early to start thinking about the future. And, and I think that for that reason, you know, a mid to late round wide receiver would make some sense to me. Yeah, and you don't know when either of those guys is going to emotionally snap either and, and and check out because I think that's a possibility with, with both of them we've seen so far um, here in the still somewhat early stages of their career. Mike, appreciate it as always. Uh, good to talk to you, and we'll do it again soon. Thanks, buddy. 
Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right, that's Mike DeFabo joining us from The Athletic. Good to hear from him. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.